Hi everybody, welcome back. I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my amazing co-host, but first, you are listening to Starfield Raw. <laughs> this is episode number 29. It is the uh, the episode we promised you guys last week, so we, we apologize for that, but things just got in the way. But we are back, back in full force. I know, unfortunately, one of our hosts is not feeling so great, so... But he is here for you guys, because he's awesome like that. But I am joined, as always, by my fellow co-hosts, I have died five times, Rook. Yes, I have died five times. Melee is a beep. And so, uh, yeah, got a bit to talk about. Exciting news. Let's get to it. Yeah, yeah, we got some good stuff. And, we've, and we're joined, as always, by I Need to Hurl Archon. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Then maybe I'd feel a little better. Yeah, poor guy is not feeling too good tonight, guys. So bear with him. Me and uh, Rook will try to to fill in for forum so as much as we can tonight anyway carry the show carry it on our shoulders we got this let's do it let's get into it episode number 29 so what got it. have you been up to man what have you been it's, doing in game it's been a very long long time since we actually recorded this show i forgot where i did for the past two weeks let alone just one <laughs> and so used to doing it every week for the last like <laughs> six months yeah i think i mentioned in uh raw and nerdy that my challenge character died a fifth time. That's why you said what you said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I died my fifth time. Um, again, me not paying attention to my health. I really need to get better at that. No, this time I tried sneaking around and doing a complete stealth kill on a unnamed outpost. And just mistimed one of my attacks and got myself killed. It sucked. But That's I am one of the problems with that setup that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You got to pretty much be perfect all the way through until you get to high enough level to where it's no longer an issue. Yeah, I mean, I was getting stealth kills. Don't get me wrong. It it once I realized that walking really slowly and when in a building, walking without my suit is very useful. I was able to get through and not die. But this outpost was out in the open. It had a robot walking around, so trying to time my sneak and my kills was tricky uh i got through it but i died because i didn't pay attention to where somebody threw a grenade and it landed right behind me before i could move away and it blew up oh yeah there goes your life <laughs> oh See, yeah since star stuff man that's where it's at yeah this the well none of my characters had any of outside of my first character none of my other characters have any of the powers unlocked well, there's uh, the first problem well Kalen, my explorer, is literally, he went off and started exploring. He had he said, screw Constellation, and we just went off on his own. I didn't even, I don't even think I did the first mission. I just left. Uh, but I, I was really intrigued by that challenge character build, so I am going to work on him from fresh. Without it and, being a challenge? And without it being a challenge character, and actually focus on building a good melee build and see what I can do. Uh, as for Kaylin, my explorer, I finished Beta Andraste, and now I jumped over to the Vega system and exploring that and got some beautiful scenery shots. I don't know if I posted them in the exploration. I haven't seen any yet from you in a while. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, I haven't played this. I've been stuck in Baldur's Gate, but uh, <laughs> after Baldur's Gate decided to make me mad a couple days ago, yeah, I think I'm going to get back into Starfield Hardcore. Um, 
But every time I I follow one of our uh, members inside our Discord, put up a Facebook page for shipbuilding. And I've been watching some of those builds, and then I also follow on Reddit, a shipbuilding subreddit. And I'm looking at all these ships they're building, and it's amazing on how they come up with this stuff. And I'm getting ideas to how I want to build my next two ships. One's going to be straight-up destroyer, no no real exploration or anything in mind. It's just going to go in and blow, blow stuff up. And then I want to build a fast exploration ship that's not really meant for combat. It's just to get into the planet, explore, and get out. And I've seen some ideas on these two platforms that I am going to try mashing together to see what I can come up with. Well, how much I of think it is, like, modded or... Uh, uh, I So, thankfully, with subreddit, uh, the subreddit uh, Starship Builds, I think... Uh, it's actually easy to tell because they require you to put a tag of whether it's modded, glitched, or vanilla. And glitched that ain't bad. That doesn't mean that they actually do that, but... They're actually strict. That mod, that that subreddit has been fairly strict. I've actually looked through everything. I watched them uh, shut down somebody because they didn't label their stuff right. It's actually nice. The one that I pay attention to the most is the Facebook group because they actually put in their thing no mods. And they have been strict about their posts being no mods. So I'm actually kind of... I want to see what I can do to build the ship the way I want it to look. Because I have a picture in my head. I just got to figure out how to translate that into the shipbuilder for Starfield. Is it like something that's already existing that you're modeling it after? Or is it just like a, a custom build? It's going to be... It's not anything existing... In the way of somebody's already built it, it's an artistic work that I found on Pinterest. Okay. That I'm going to try translating and make, but it has some angles and stuff that I can't really do with the current build setup. So I got to figure out how to do the best I can with what I got. That's the whole, that's the whole challenge of it, man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of curious what you're going to do. Because I've... Uh... I had that issue with my main character, but I'll get into more later on this, uh, where I lost 25 levels and a complete New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, so now i got to figure out what I'm going to be doing with him, because I'm going to be playing him a lot more on this new one. Cause, and this current one is the one, it's that period, because everyone knows I do that whole flip-flop. I do Constellation Story, the next one, I don't. And I do bad stuff, and I do mean stuff, and I do cool stuff. And then I go back to story so I can be with Andresia, my boo. You flippy floppy. It's like every other one. And I found out that this is the one the this is the one where I'm supposed to be with Andresia, so I gotta do the good stuff. I'm trying to figure out what I wanna do or if I just wanna go right through the story and get right into the next new game plus. I've never decided yet, but we'll get in that later. This is your moment, Rook. And now the picture I just shared in our chat is what I'm talking about. It's one of those builds. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm. Um, let me guess. The one that looks more like a uh, a carrier. Uh, the bottom one or the third one. Uh, uh, the third one that actually looks like a battleship with the turrets. Yeah, these look like just like space space navy ships. Literally. Yeah, that's what I want to build. But it's a little tricky getting. The angle you got one looks right. like a submarine. One looks like a destroyer, a battleship, and a carrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, I was former navy. What do you expect? <laughs> well, yeah, naturally. That's actually yeah, cool. I, so I'd like to see what you do with that. That that's what I'm gonna try building, but 
can't guarantee it's going to come out the way I picture it in my head. <laughs> it never does. And sometimes you get lucky and it comes out better. Well, the, my problem is a lot of my designs I really like are more of the sleek ship designs. Mm-hmm. And it's really not possible to do that with uh, Starfield's Builder. So I got to find more of the quote-unquote clunky design. Yeah, it seems like, especially with that bottom one, that you'd hit, like, the length restrictions with it. Oh, that's my problem. Every time I've tried building something, I've hit this length restriction. And I'm like, doesn't look right with the shorter size. <laughs> uh, well, you never know. In the future, we might be able to build those really, really big ships or the space stations, so... I hope they give us that option. That would be epic. Make a whole freighter. I, mm-hmm. I want to put a petition out to Bethesda, let us do space stations. That'd be like one of the nice. coolest things ever. That would get me in that game nonstop for hours upon hours more just doing those. We beg you, please. Especially if they make them really expensive to you, so you have to work at it. Yeah. If they make it where you have to work at it and actually build from scratch... Or not necessarily build from scratch, but actually have to earn all the parts you need to build the space station. Like, actually have a factory somewhere that's building the parts you need to take to your space station. What would be cool is they did, like, a little... Oh, like a whole game in itself. Like, an intro <laughs> no quest way. where you got to go for, like, Eklund Stroud. Like, they, they decide they're going to break into the whole space station thing. And you go with them. Kind of like the design quest that I have, still have not done. I keep forgetting to do, which I'm going to do this playthrough. <laughs> Is have a quest have like that, that where you have to like design the first like two rooms of the space station with the life support system stuff like that. So once you complete that, they give you that as your mm-hmm. base. So it is kind of like building cool. it from scratch because you did, and you can go from there. Or, or in my opinion, going to some of these abandoned stations that you can come across. Yeah, and buy and salvage parts, buy them up and them. salvage up or salvage parts like Archon just said to fix mm-hmm. up another one. Because I would love to go to Nova Galactic and restart that factory and be the run owner and runner of Nova Galactic. Another Before. side note, yeah, I like these tangents. We're doing we're we're doing a lot of tangents tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned I don't know if it was the last episode or one before that where I think it was Archon or was it you Rook where you got fed up with the whole crash ships. On the planets, and there's nothing there. That was me, because they're all the same. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there. They are, no matter where you come across, you don't come across anything unique. You can't find any modules that you can just take because the ship's crash and no longer usable. That's what I was was thinking. If they did allow it to where you can store modules, finally, instead of just buying them, mm -hmm. if they did put those wrecks where you had a chance of finding these rare modules that you can't buy. Your ships that would, or space that would make going to the ship crash sites a lot better because right now it's just like there's a couple of things on the ground for uh equipment but there's nothing outstanding really giving me pause or give me reason to go to that crash site to explore it i remember when the game first started and i found my first crash site. i got excited because i thought it was going to be something like that mm-hmm. but I, I think i had too much no man's sky in my head where you find a Rex site, you, 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 you can rebuild the ship and fly off with it, and it's yours? That is something I was hoping they would do, was take keys from No Man's Sky or Elite Dangerous, where you can find stuff, and, well, not so much Elite Dangerous, but No Man's Sky, where you can go to these derelict ships and make your stuff better. Exactly. Yeah, that would, that would be nice. It would, it would add a kind of a, a little bit more depth to the game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I'm really hoping they do at some point 
increase that ability. Is there anything else with your week? No, no. I, my week, my well, technically two weeks for Starfield was yeah. mostly dying a lot and figuring out how to build a ship. Yeah, a few <laughs> things to say about the dying part. <laughs> Archon, what have you been up to, man? Uh, I've had a pretty busy two weeks um, with, you know, being married and all. Got Valentine's Day, and then my wife's birthday was yesterday. So it's like, it's been a pretty, pretty busy week. But I did find some time to get into the game, as promised. So I started working on the Crimson Fleet quest, um, and I got pretty far into it. And I started getting a little bit scared, um, because I knew I was getting semi-close to that big space battle which I think is oh. where I'm going to end up losing my character if I'm not careful so uh, I went off and started working on the main story quest and <laughs> working my way through that and leveling I'm going to level up a little bit not that that's going to affect anything but maybe I might buff my ship up a lot and put a bunch of auto turrets and stuff on it and get it ready for uh, that, that particular battle boy do I have a story for you later uh, but uh <laughs> yeah I got um I just finished the mission where you have to jump back and forth between realities. Oh, yeah. one of my a quest that I find really intriguing, but it annoys me for some reason. I don't know why. It reminds me of like Silent Hill. When I found out about the fact that you can save both of them and the rewards, everything you get afterward, yeah, it made the grueling quest more, more bearable. It. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm definitely gonna save them both. Um, Oh, I did save them both, sorry. <laughs> yeah, because I just finished it. Um, I, I saved everybody and uh, got the guy as my follower, which is super useful. Um, he's a really good follower. The so, best one uh, there is for outposts. Yep. Which leads into something else we're talking about later. But, um, yep. Yeah, he. Uh, I got him, and then that's, that's kind of where I stopped for the week because I, I actually made quite a bit of progress. Now it's going to be a little bit of farming. Try making some money. Uh, my next goal is to beef up my ship and then finish off the Crimson Fleet. I'm up to level 41 now, so I only got nine levels left and a couple more quests to go to finish that challenge character. Very, very nice. I was joking around with my wife the other day. I was talking about how uh, out of the three of us, I'm the one whose challenge character is lasting the longest, and then <laughs> she's like... She's like, yeah, but you're also the one who plays the least. And I was like, oh. that's, fair. that's fair. I mean, it is fair. It was, it was a, a little bit of a dagger, but it was true. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, I've also made it the furthest into this challenge character, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish it off. I, I can feel it. Oh. I know I can do it. I just got to get past that Crimson Flea mission. Well, you can do it. Yeah. Well, when. When my character can't even survive past level eight, yeah, I think you're going to be good. Well, What's that have to that do with him? That space battle sucks because it can, it literally one just mess up and you screw up your whole character. We were scared about the same thing, did the same thing to prepare for it, but mine went differently. Uh oh. Mm hmm. Do you lose the challenge character? I'll get to that point. We gotta do story time with Widget first. Well, uh, (laughs) as far as in-game Starfield stuff goes, that's my week. So begin your story time with Widget anytime you feel. All right, guys, it is time for story time with Widget. Story time. So 
I defeated the first Terramorph in the UC quest line using the uh, purple disruptor that I found in a chest right before the Terramorph thing came in. So I first went to the game to the kill lanes and all that. I love killing it before you even touch those kill lanes. Just because of what she says. So I, I wanted to try it. And it was on my challenge character, so I knew it was pretty stupid. But I got the purple disruptor. And I was able to stun that thing after like four or five shots. And then just pull my Orion out and just pelt it to death. It took about three stuns and it was dead. So I didn't take <laughs> any damage. No issues at all. So I got to the point right after that where you have to... The branch starts where you do the Crimson Fleet. So I wanted to do the Crimson Fleet. And I wanted to do it legit because that's how my character is. I didn't want to get arrested, so I did this way. And then, um, let me see here. Yeah, okay, that's one thing I did notice. That moment where you go on to the, the ship to go talk to the commander about starting that becoming an agent. The guard walks you up there, right? And there's a huge difference on how they treat you and what he says walking you up, depending on if you got caught stealing or doing something bad, or if you volunteered it. Because when I did it with the whole volunteer thing, he was they treated me like some kind of war hero for killing a Terramorph, and that's all he talked about. How impressed they were and how awesome I am. When you do the get caught, man, they look down on you and they just rag on you and that's it. Yeah, I can see that. That makes total sense, actually. And there's one thing that bothered me about starting the Crimson Fleet as a Vanguard. Like, why are they offering such a big and, in quotes here, important mission to a new recruit that's a volunteer with... All they know that you did, the only accolades you have is you killed a Terramorph. How does that make me qualified to do an if to infiltrate a pirate organization? Because nobody else can kill a Terramorph. You're awesome. Because nobody knows you. That could be a thing. That could be that, valid. That's, that's the only reason I can think of is nobody knows you. So therefore, nobody knows that you're tied to the UC. Okay, I did oh, not even sure. think about that. That's pretty valid, actually. But still, I mean, I wouldn't take anyone out the street to say, oh, yeah, I want you to go and infiltrate Russia because they don't know you, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you also shown that you can survive by killing a Terramorph, of all things. I thought it would be kind of cool though, if it did some kind of, like, training thing with you before you got accepted into for the mission. Like, actually have you complete the UC questline or get further into the UC questline before you actually get... Summon. Yeah, or just some kind of boot camp, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Now, if you were um, if you were the criminal, it would be completely dependent upon your background and everything you did, because then I can see taking a criminal to infiltrate a criminal organization. Yeah. That's a trope in a lot of movies, so. Right. So that one, that one makes a little bit more sense because you're expendable and they don't care mm -hmm. if you live or die type thing. Yeah. That was true. the part of me being a Vanguard, a volunteer Vanguard that bothered me. Yeah, I can still see it. Uh, I, I wouldn't... I would have... Building the game, and not even just building the game, but building the story, I would have waited until you're further along the arc for the UC and made more progress showing that your capabilities, how reliable you are before offering the mission. Yeah. Have it either or, like maybe even at the end of it when you become a full citizen. But I don't know, that that could be too much notoriety at that point. And yeah, you're a full citizen and they make a big deal about it. So yeah. Huh. Anyway, so when you get, when you first get on the key 
And you're met up with, what's her name? I always forget her. I'm terrible with names. I am so terrible with it. Even though I've seen her name and seen her several, <laughs> several, several times, I just don't ever remember. And as soon as you get in, she's sitting there, and there's these two guys getting into an altercation right there. Two pirates, right? One of them tries to stab the guy, and he pulls out a gun, Han Solo style, and starts shooting him. Kills him. <laughs> so, <laughs> what happened was, this guy, when he fell down, he started morphing into a blob and started stretching out with tendrils all over the station and started <laughs> oozing down the hallway until he disappeared out the roof of the station and floated off in space. That was a very, a very amusing but <laughs> <laughs> I posted a couple of pictures in our Discord because it was just hilarious, but it's the first time I've seen that, and that's like one of those um, quintessential Bethesda bugs. Where the NPCs flip out in some way after being killed sometimes. It was pre prevalent in Skyrim and Fallout. Uh, anyway, that was amusing. And all I could think was like, yeah, he must have been some kind of space alien blob that when he got <laughs> killed, his cells broke down. And he <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny if that was true. Glitch. Yeah. And as I was going through the hall of the key, there's this the glass hall you go through before you get to the main door leads you into the main part of the key. And if you look on the ground, there's a little writing that says, nice view. And it shows planets, stuff like that. So I went over to the edge and looked out that window. I'm not kidding. I had real-life vertigo for just a moment, looking out into space. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's no planets you can't see on that side. It was on the other side that had the nice view. But Was man, this before or after the update yesterday? This is after. Oh, so you this is with the new the new updated performance and everything. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it gave me vertigo. It was the weirdest thing. <clears throat> and then nice. I turned over. I turned around. And I noticed some monitor right before you go to the door. This is like a little rabbit hole here. The monitor on the wall says it has it's and it says a, an error code, a system error. Which gives you the code 0x546, which is a hex code, which is a known code sequence for Windows computers and other devices. So I remembered that that had to do with a security code because of the 5.4. Looked it up, and it's the hex code 1350, which is an error, co error code that means unable to perform a security operation on an object that has no associated security. And then it says memory dump complete. So I, I had my old IT brain went into it, and normally you get that error on VMs, virtual machines. So from what it looked like to me that the Crimson Fleet was trying to hack the base's servers using a VM and failed, causing the system to crash. I thought that was just amusing. <laughs> that my whole brain went down that rabbit hole for 30 minutes just looking at that one screen. You're cray-cray. Cray-cray, yo. So I, I did the whole tour of the key like you always do, and I, I got the same thought as Archon, like, these, this space battle is going to be coming up. And even down there at the prison, I've died on my normal character down there once or twice, going to the lock. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get my ship, go do some side gigs, go to different planets, and go to those pirate-infested locations and, and see if I can gear up, but also get money to upgrade my ship. The very first planet I jumped to, which I did not write down the stupid name, it wasn't far in a nearby system, I got there, and I was immediately ambushed by three level 40-plus Crimson Fleet ships. <laughs> I tried to jump away, I hit full boost, and I got two seconds away from my, my jump coming 
happening when I blew up. Let me ask you a question. Did it not occur to you to drop your weapons all the way to zero and boost your grab drive all the way up? I tried. I didn't have time, man. (laughs) Three level 40 plus, and I'm a level 21 with just a basic ship. Mm Mm-mm. Nope. I've learned to be quick on some of the adjustments of the power settings. It'd been cool if we could have like a preset. Like set power presets with one button click and you can switch over to your presets and get the hell out of there. Or, or hear me out. This is going to be epic. Or make it where your uh, arrow keys, not not your arrow keys, but where you can actually program keys Mm -hmm. to hit a button and it'll automatically adjust to like your presets. Like your presets, but actually macro keyboard. Well, yeah, you would do that. You have to macro it. You couldn't just have a preset and have no way to activate it. Keybind. A regular keybind. True. Valid. But so, you modders out there, look into that. <laughs> I'm sure they already have keybind mods. Oh, definitely. Yeah, probably. But I don't want to go through the process right now to do mods because it's a pain in the neck. I'm waiting for them to actually finally release the creators kit and creator stuff so that we can enjoy mods easily. So we're still waiting would for that. Nice. Bethesda. Would still. be nice. TikTok, guys. Normally we don't actually, get... Actually, hmm? actually, come to think of it, my Corsair, I can set up my keys to automatically do macro commands for the through the Corsair app. Yeah, you can. So I might try setting that up to see if I can actually make it where my G keys on the side of my keyboard can actually pre, pre-select what I want it to do. You could do that as long as you had the, the power level set correctly because you, you have to do by uh, key in, the key command, key input. Mm-hmm. So as long as you didn't manually change any of them and, and just kept it as presets, it would be able to adjust everything perfectly every time. Oh, yeah, and that's what I'm going to look into because that will be very beneficial if I can go G1, weapons, G2, full speed, and grab drive. That would be great. Yeah, and thus ended the life of my challenge character at the ripe old age of level 21. You only oh. made it 21 years, man. You're only 40. I'm going to assume Just the got the opportunity to drink, dang it. <laughs> let's put it this way your character's very first job is when you play the game is working for the mining company what if you're only 18 doing that job <laughs> but but you're playing a character that looks ancient <laughs> right so yeah i don't think i'm gonna restart the challenge character at least not yet i'm gonna go on my main character and start that up so i'm trying to still figure out what i want to do with it i'll figure it out i'm, I'm gonna do some outpost stuff because we have something gonna about outpost coming up, but first, in the news, guys, Starfield Constellation has a new giveaway. If you're a Constellation member, you can just go into their Discord. You'll find it right there. It's a channel that only uh, Constellation members can see. You hit a little button that says "Sign me up," and you're in for the contest to be registered to win a brand new AMD CPU and GPU in honor of the new update. I'm having a hard time figuring out how you join Constellation, though. Even in the Discord, they where they announce it. There's a button there that says join Constellation. Like that pause button I forgot I had in my recording software. <laughs> there was the, uh, the new update that came out. It's not really anything notable. Just some uh, graphic fixes, quality of life. Positive feedback from it, though, from what I understand. Yeah, it, it's gotten a lot of positive feedback. Um, people are really, really seeing major differences, it says. That's the way I felt when I had when they did that last update for... NVIDIA. DLS. The DLS, yeah. Yeah. That made a huge difference in my game. And I did notice, even though I use NVIDIA, I don't use AMD, it 
I noticed a difference in my game as well. So it was, it's nice. But we need the content. Normally, I'm the one that says I'm not going to complain about it. But I'm starting to get to the point where I'm going to complain about it. <laughs> True. Kidding there. And like our comment reminded me earlier, it's like the game's only been out for about five months. So we really shouldn't be up in arms about it. I know that a lot of us are big fans of the game and we're itching to have new stuff to play. But it takes time and it's, it's it takes a lot of effort to do it. So we know that they're working on it. So at least... Like Archon mentioned before, or Rook, one or two before the show started, let us know more about it. Wet our whistle. Don't keep us in the dark. Give us mm-hmm. some info. Say, we are working on this. It is coming. Let us get excited. Don't just say, oh yeah, we got a whole bunch of new content coming now. <laughs> I think yeah, that, part of that's it exciting, is, but... I think part of it is they don't want to get us excited for something and then have it not work. Yeah, and not be able to in- integrate it very well, and then they can't put it in, and then they've promised us something that they can't deliver on. Man, you guys are on point with the wisdom tonight. <laughs> we have our <laughs> moment occasionally, <laughs> <laughs> on the rare occasion. Uh, so we got a new contest for you guys. Who wants to announce this? I will. So we have a new contest. There you go. It's announced. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey guys, guys. In case you didn't know, we got a new contest coming. <laughs> All right, so we're actually going to do our first outpost build competition or contest. Uh, The first and most important rule, it must be the coolest looking, most efficient factory outpost, which uh, by that we mean a minimum of three resources being gathered and used. None of them can be water. Uh, We want to see the storage done in a creative way. Bonus points for... uh, automation and robots and for me bonus points for the most factory looking outpost uh no mods allowed that that's why i bolded the factory on their notes (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) no mods allowed at all uh submissions must be submitted via discord in the contest channel uh one quarter of the vote for the winner will be from our discord listeners they so we're going to let you vote. guys vote before we announce the before we decide on the winner um, by episode before episode thirty two. We're going to actually I should probably look up the date on that because I'm dumb and didn't do that. So the thirteenth is when we record for episode mm-hmm. thirty two. That's March thirteenth. So get your submissions in by then by six p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna before that in that morning we're gonna allow you guys. To open it up to let you guys vote for your favorite one. And we'll tally up. Whoever gets the most votes will count for one quarter of the overall winner vote. The other three votes being us, the host. <laughs> actually, let's do it the 12th. Okay. 12th. The day before. That way we have time to actually have our discussions and we don't feel rushed. That, good point. So March 12th, guys. A little, little modification there. Last modification. For now. No, that's it. That's all I got. But we really <laughs> want to see... As much detail as you can put in your screenshots. If you can do a video, awesome, but it won't be any bonus points for it. We just want to see what you can do inside the outpost, outside the outpost. We want to see all the key points. So take your screenshots, post them in the contests, and yeah, good luck. And based on what I've seen from some of y'all in the actual Discord, this is going to be a cool challenge because some of y'all can build some really cool looking bases. 
I'm going to even try doing it, actually, because it got me a little excited. And we kind of figured it, it was fitting because the last contest we did was the cargo ship. Mm-hmm. So it's on the same vein. And then we're going to get into the more fancier stuff, probably like the fighter ship and then maybe um, the coolest livable living space outpost. Mm-hmm. The, the most homely yeah. outpost. On a beach, you know, overlooking the ocean of some foreign planet with some five-headed flying monstrosity outside your window. <laughs> no, our luck, it would glitch through the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my luck. It'd either eat my face in two seconds when I try to sleep. I know, right? All right, anything else you guys want to add on that? Not to me. That actually is some, a good set of ground rules. Yep. Okay. By episode 32, which will be on March 12th, end of day, get your submissions in. We'll start the voting. We'll announce the voting um, in Discord. So look out for that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got our Around the Discord. Illness, one of our more outspoken listeners. Actually, I thought he's a new guy. He just recently joined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where'd you go, man? And apparently he had some issues with his account. We lost sight of him for a while. He said, uh, once again, I started over 100% with a new player character. I am close to going through the Unity for the first time with this character. I'm going to treat it like Doctor Who and 100% change the way my my, my character looks each Unity trip, but keep the name the same. Yes, what do you do each Unity trip to keep your new world fresh for yourself? For me right now, I haven't been through the Unity in a while, but when I was going through the Unity, it was changing my gameplay up each time I went through. That, that for me, made it worth it. Changing up your gameplay how, though? Literally, my default character, Rook, my very starting character, his, um, his play style was a good guy. Always out there helping... Donating money, all that stuff. My second playthrough, I was more of the, I don't care, I'm all about me. My third time through, I was a (laughs) (laughs) And watching people's reactions when you're a (laughs) Yeah. They don't like it. (laughs) It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I do the alternating on, on each New Game Plus, where I do the main story. Have my boo. Once or twice, I've, I switch it up a little bit on who I take with me, but it's mostly always Andreja. I can't help it. And I, I just change up how I do the main story a little bit. Usually those playthroughs are the shortest ones. I go through the main story, I get married, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Then I go into the one without doing the story. Skipping it, and that's when I go crazy. I'll try different things every time. I'll do one or two different things different, and then I'll go to the next new game plus. So I'll just keep refreshing it. I personally don't care about how my character looks, honestly. I've never have in any game. Not, mm-hmm. n- never been my thing. I know there's a lot of people that really care about that, Archon. <clears throat> but <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally don't care about that. I do care about, like, how my character plays. I feel personally targeted. <laughs> and nothing wrong with it, buddy, okay? No, my, uh, my thing is, has anybody tried playing as a 100% straight pirate? I tried. Remember, we had that challenge, and I played um, Edward Teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it was hard. I did not succeed. I've actually figured out it's easier for me to take out a ship and make it and make it vulnerable for me to board if I'm going up against an overpowered ship than it is for me to sit there and go after the ship standard combat way. 
the standard combat way. I might on my next new game plus on my main character do a complete a hole playthrough. I did the one cool. where I was nothing but a killer assassin. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> there was an option to kill. I killed. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need you to do a playthrough where you make Barrett your boo. I'll think about it. All the way through till you get married to Barrett. Why? Would you, I'm, I think you're going to need to do a pacifist playthrough. <laughs> While married <laughs> to Barrett. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That won't happen. <laughs> While married to... Yeah, but it goes completely against Widget's playstyle. I have actually... Well, no, I just did. I just befriended Barrett, but I used him as one on one of my games as a uh, my companion all the way through, and did his whole companion story. But I never did the whole flirting thing. Now yeah, it might be something to check out, but I'll think about it. But Andresia, man, it's Andresia. <laughs> of course. So what do you do, Archon? I just kind of try and choose different chat options every time, just to try and figure out what you know what different things you can get out of the story but usually i mean we've talked about this before i'm kind of ocd about it i usually do it in almost the same order every single time you have to break the mold man which is why i play the game less than everyone else because i kind of burned myself on it because i didn't do enough variety there's a lot of different ways to do different quests i've been doing lately i've been trying to find different routes instead of doing the obvious choices i normally do like there's one where you have to get in Ryujin, where you have to go get the key card for the captain, right. and they give you multiple options on it, and there's actually several you can do. One time, I assassinated a guard and took his key, <laughs> and then I did it two times where I did it where I went to him in a suit and convinced him to give me the key. There's one other way that I could never figure out yet how to do it, where you can get a guard suit from one of your. They, she mentions that you can get it from one of your coworkers, one of the other agents in their lockers or something like that, and I have never figured out yet where you go to do that, how you do it. That's something I'm going to probably try doing. I didn't even think about that one. I usually just go up and ask for the card. Yeah, one time I... The first time I did it, I failed in Persuasion. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking of other ways to do it, and I was like, you know what? There's these dark alleyways in that little town... Where there's no one around, so I followed a guard in the in the shadows, mm -hmm. sneaking. And as soon as there was no one around, I took a headshot and killed him. Got away with it. That's good. So Drasilis brought up in chat. He said a little tip here, guys. Interesting fact: if you head over to the Red Mile and do the race before you start the Ranger missions, you'll receive the weapon upon finishing the race that you wouldn't get until you until beating the race twenty eight times. Now, the question I have about this is, has he repeated those results? Yeah, I was, I probably should have looked this up beforehand, um, putting the show, but I don't know the validity of that, so I wouldn't put that as gospel yet. If anybody duplicates the results, then there, there you go, it's actually a thing. But if they haven't duplicated the results yet, I would hold off on saying that's a uh, guarantee. Because I want to just make sure it's not a bug. Yeah. yeah I've, I've never tried it, so I can't say yes or no. I might actually try doing that because I got the new playthrough right now on my main. I might head over there and give it a shot. You know, my, my uh, what's his name? Kalen, my explorer, hasn't done any of the quest lines, so I could go over there and give it a shot. Yeah, there you go. My, my melee character's not high enough level to try. <laughs> Buzzkey in our chat, he brought up an NPC that has a pet. Grumby or Grumble. 
I've never seen this NPC, never heard of it until he mentioned it. Really? Yeah. It's just a... So the NPC is you can land at some of these places while exploring, and there's a ship that'll land, and the pilot of the ship is just walking around, and you go up and talk to him, they say, oh, I'm walking my pet. And it's that big grumble walking around. Yeah, see, there, there's... You guys know the fact that, like, for instance, I didn't, I don't see a lot of things that you guys don't see until a lot later, and vice that versa. Is weird. <laughs> like the whole shanty guy. I didn't see him until much later, like, in my fourth playthrough. Yeah, and I'm sitting here watching him within my first ten minutes of the game. <laughs> and I'm wondering if there's things that I've seen that you guys haven't seen yet or saw later in the game, which probably has happened, knowing the nature Maybe. of the game. But every time I see that pet in the NBC walking around, I'm just like, I want pets. Yeah, we want some kind of beast master. That would be awesome. And some kind of combat pet with you. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not a combat pet and it just runs around following you while you're exploring. That'd be the one companion that could possibly replace my boo. <laughs> <laughs> Get one of those dinosaur-looking dudes. Can't say the thought yeah. that just went the the image that just went through my head. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. This is a family friendly show, sir. How dare you think such thoughts? So I actually had to ask you about this next around Discord note. Yeah, some of the guys in Discord <laughs> were being evil. And they were talking about using the Hornets Nest mod for shotguns and saying that we should do use that in a survival challenge. No, so that's I more suicidal for- than Rook doing his melee challenge. No, I would have probably tra- done better with the Hornet's Nest mod than the melee challenge. Yeah, no, you probably get to your first enemy and just blow yourself up me- immediately. No, because actually with the weapon, wa- ranged weapons, I tend to stay at a distance. I actually try sniping with shotguns, But it's a right? shotgun. Well, yeah, that, that, there's your problem. <laughs> well, there's your problem, dude. <laughs> hey, the uh, there's one called the Breacher or something like that. It's a good long-range shotgun. <laughs> yeah, long-range shotgun is... is um. <laughs> and a little bit of an oxymoron. <laughs> I think like the maximum range you'll get on a long, long range shotguns, like 50 yards. In real life, maybe. Yeah. This, this is a video game. And that's using slugs. <laughs> this is a video game. Yeah, but still, you kind of want somewhat realistic physics when it comes to your weaponry. Somewhat. And every time I shoot a gun in, on a moon, it should start right. The bullet should go straight and never drop. No, it'll gain and- velocity. And on a heavy gravity world, every time I shoot, the bullet should drop severely. You gotta like, am, brush up on your physics, man. <laughs> I, I have. But yeah, in the short, guys, no, there's no way in the heck I'm going to do a challenge using only Hornet's Nest. I might not use a challenge, but I'll probably Unless challenge Unless it was a challenge myself. to see how often I could die. Nah. Nah. I, I nah. tell you what, if they ever add multiplayer to the game, I'll run with Hornet's Nest. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay way back. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> You can watch me through the scope just blow up. Let's <laughs> make it even more challenging. You can only use mines in Hornet's Nest. That's doable, though. <laughs> it's doable. <laughs> uh, just double blow up your fa- blow up in your face type scenarios right there. Hey, some of the best things is getting the guys that like chasing you just throw mines in a, cra- uh, a room and then go run and hide around the corner. That is fun. Doing kill lanes <laughs> of mines. I've done that. Lately, what I've been doing with him on my challenge character before he, you know, God rest his soul, but I would throw the mines at them as they were running at me and they just explode <laughs> in their face like a grenade. So it was awesome. Using those cryo mines at those robots works every time. Yeah, when I was getting when I was getting against enemies that were way overpowered for me, 
when we first played the game, I had the cryo mines. I would freeze the enemy on the ground, jump up on a high box and start shooting them until I ran out of ammo. This is why you need your powers on your challenge character, man. This was, back in the, this was back in the early games. Yeah, yeah. Just when saying, we were still learning the same game. Same correlation there, okay? You just think I need powers. <laughs> yes, everyone needs power. My explorer is not using whoa, any powers. because <laughs> I plan on finishing whoa, whoa, exploring whoa. with my explorer before I start the rest of the main story. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm, I might attempt it the way through. Rook has explored. <laughs> yes. Oops, I did it again. We're not doing that again. I explored nope, that nope. planet. <laughs> not happening. Sorry. So yeah, if you guys are interested in, in um, being a part of these interesting conversations on our Discord, discord.gg forward slash raw podcasts. R-A-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. And come join us. If you've never used Discord, you've been living underneath a rock and you need to try it now. Also, if you come to our Discord, as you heard me mention earlier, we have another podcast called Raw, Ner raw and Nerdy. And we talk all nerdy stuff on our chat. We're not just Starfield, so. I completely forgot about something that we promised we were going to talk about on Raw Nerdy that we need to talk about now. Oh, the Xbox uh, yeah. thing. So, good news is there are four games that Xbox is removing the exclusivity from. However, <laughs> none of them are the games that we think. Nope. Sorry, guys. Starfield is not going to PlayStation yet. It is not. Wah, wah, wah. So I would say I told you so, but I'm not going to. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> but no, guys. Yeah, they they announced it that and the games they did announce were kind of eh. I didn't even know about these games. It's Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment. I know Hi-Fi. Uh, sea of Thieves is the only one I knew. And then another game called Grounded. Oh, yeah. yeah, grounded. Yeah, grounded is actually coming out on. Uh, they just announced it at Nintendo Direct for the Switch as well, so that makes yeah. sense. So I don't think we're gonna see any Xbox high-profile games anytime soon that make them a lot of money coming out for uh, multi-title. So I the other hold your breath. I think I think you are wrong. And the reason why I think you're wrong is because Phil Spencer himself said that he thinks that there will be no exclusive titles within five years. He, like I at said, least anytime between, soon. At least you did not say anytime soon, sir. You forgot that part of the statement. You just said yeah, you didn't think it was going to happen. Listen to the podcast be like, oh, right, he did say that. No, you didn't. <laughs> I, I don't think they will release the really big titles within five years. It's funny that he said that, though, because I, I kind of brought it up with these guys just kind of half joking, but 100 percent serious that like he says that there won't be any exclusives within five years. But I think it's going to be a cold, dead night before Nintendo ever releases the rights to any of their Sony won't either. Like, yeah, I mean, and we, I think that's from uh, Mr. Spencer. I think that's all talk. I don't yeah. think oh, even Microsoft won't release their top games. It's Halo's going to stay. Halo's going to stay Xbox. Now, maybe the older games, like Final Fantasy VII, you can get on Nintendo Switch. So, ga Dead? older games like that, yeah, they'll probably release those. Well, but their Final biggest Fantasy titles is not a Final Fantasy is not uh, exclusive. Mm, the PlayStation? No, they had a contract for a while that was. Yeah, it was right. for a while. I don't know if that. But if you think about it, Final Fantasy started on Nintendo, so. 
Yeah, and then when they became Square Enix, they signed over with Sony for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, and as far as Halo goes, I don't know. I don't know because you can get Halo Infinite multiplayer on Steam right now. Yeah, but that's PC. PC. They have it ported over, so it's no big deal. Right. Now, I don't think you will see them on PlayStation or, God forbid, Nintendo with their horrible graphic switch. Yeah. (laughs) I think that but, Microsoft has a stake in Steam because, like, even Starfield, their exclusive went to Steam as well. Yeah, it's it's possible. It's because it's easier to train. Uh, Steam is already a PC platform. It's, it's easier easy. to pour yeah. some that you already have that's PC over to a PC platform. And it's now, much easier for them to launch patches through Steam than it is anything else. Yeah. And so they do all of their betas and stuff through Steam first. Yep. There was more to that article too. So Phil Spencer also says that by 2025, the next gen Xbox will be coming out. Yeah, he said that they're skipping the the Xbox Pro and mm-hmm. going straight to the next gen console. And he even boasted, I don't know if this is true, but he even boasted this is going to be the greatest technological leap of any <laughs> other console. They always say they're, that stuff. So they're projecting that the PS, the next PlayStation, will come out in 2026, and Microsoft is actually trying to release before, well before them to get a head start. I thought, which, it was, I thought PlayStation 6 was, was projected for 2028. It's one of those even numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. the, Xbox, the new Xbox was also supposed to be 2028, and they were supposed to come out with their Pro versions in, like, 2025. They still don't have the supply thing figured out. What the heck? I when, mean... You can't even walk into a store and get those now, still. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. In the stores the I went into part, recently, they had no PlayStation 5s. They had no Xboxes. The, play, the the Best Buy had them last time I went there. Yeah, every store here, you can walk in and buy five of them if you want. They're all over the shelves now. There is my luck in action, guys. Yep. <laughs> my luck in action. I walk in to go buy something for my computer, and they go, hey, we just got uh, Xbox and PlayStation 5s in. Do you want one? <laughs> That's my luck. Yeah, not mine. Mine is, uh, I had to, when I bought my PS5, I had to buy it off somebody somebody online, and I paid a little bit more than store price for it. That was my luck. Yeah, when I bought my Corsair, key, my new keyboard, my RAM, and my desk, or no, not my RAM, my keyboard, my headset, and my chair, when I was checking out, they sat there and said, by the way, we just received a shipment of PS5s. Would you like one? And I was <laughs> like, let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I still don't have a console. The only games I pu- I play two games on there, or three games on there. The Ninja Turtles game, baseball, MLB The Show, and Baldur's Gate when you're here. <laughs> Fair. The Ninja Turtles game, that... That's on Xbox as well. I I thought about playing it on Game Pass. I got PS5 strictly for MLB The Show because that's a PlayStation exclusive. In uh, exactly eight days, I'll be playing a game on PlayStation. Oh, really? <laughs> Final Fantasy Rebirth. Of course. Not yeah. on Leap Day. Everybody, <laughs> I've that. been talking about this one for, for weeks now. So I have one more thing I need to put out. Our Facebook page is no longer Starfield Raw. It is now Raw Podcast. It's officially changed. You can still search for Raw Podcast and find us. We'll still post the same stuff. We've been slacking on that. I got to get back into that. Mm-hmm. But that's it lists both of our podcasts on there and our email. So 
That's a good way to help find us. Yep. And you can always, like always, guys, you can reach us through the normal channels through um, X at Starfield Raw. Our email if for any kind of business or anything else related to the show, starfieldraw at gmail.com. We check that email religiously. And yeah, you like I mentioned earlier, our Discord, discord.gg forward slash R-A-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. You can come join us. Talk to us. Talk to the likewise like-minded people and just have a good time. You can follow and join them. in on our contests. Yeah. Yeah. Key right there. Contest. You can follow me individually. Uh, I am on Twitter, Xbox, Steam, everything at the widget. T-H-E-W-I-G-I-T. You can follow us as a group on Instagram at Raw Podcast One. But you can follow me personally on almost everything uh, as Tomcat213 or on X and Steam at Rook213. Yeah, and you can follow me at the Archon 606 on all social media and on all gaming platforms at quick QWICK underscore D underscore 606. And like you guys got a little preview in the last 10 minutes of this episode is pretty much what Raw Nerdy is <laughs> for the most part. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, check it out, guys. Um, I know that me and Archon are currently working on doing a little review of Nightingale, which will probably be out in a couple episodes. And I'm and hoping... Will... Oh, go ahead. Nope, you first. I was just saying, I will also probably be doing at least a little bit of a review on uh, Last Epoch, which is another ARPG that just released today. Terribly and... so far. So. <laughs> and I'll, pro- I'll most likely be doing a review on Helldivers 2. Another big title that's been popular lately. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic week. Y'all stay safe out there in the deepest black. Have a great week, guys.